When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. What do you do when no one else is watching? What do you do that makes you happy for no reason at all? What are you obsessed with? I'm Leslie Arfin, and I'm a writer, but I'm also a dancer, a painter, a vapor, a dollhouse enthusiast, and basically just an overall hobbyist. My podcast, Filling the Void, is all about what other people are fanatically into. We talk about hobbies, even if you don't have one. Listen to Filling the Void on Tuesdays on the Erios Network. And subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Hi, it's Dave here. This is my wife, Kathy. Hello. This is The Cinemile, the podcast where we walk home from the movies. Yay! In real life, in actual cinemas. <laughs> we haven't but been to a cinema since March. We're two weeks late to the party on Tenet. But we've made it. We're here. We're beyond, like, thrilled. I'm so excited. We haven't been to the cinema since uh, Parasite no. was the last one. Which was an amazing way to go out, but, like, that has not sustained me. That was this year. That was this year. That was in the year 2020. It was 14 was episodes ago. So look, for a cinema podcast, uh, two people locked in with children, the fact that we managed to do 14 episodes without going to the cinema. We, we, we are so excited about this <laughs> night. It was so funny. Like, um, and we kind of kept forgetting and then remembering that we were going to because the cinema. Because it's like Christmas. <laughs> and like, uh, but like, but better. on top of it, it's like a, a, a Christopher Nolan movies tend to have this sense of event around them yeah. anyway, don't they? Um well, let's talk a, a, a bit. So it actually feels like it's ridiculously exciting. <laughs> I'm so um, happy. I'm like, all I'm thinking about is, well, A, being away from my children. B, <laughs> I can't wait till they're older and hear this. Like, cinema popcorn has been something that I've like, well, truly ser- lost Are they after. serving it? Yeah, well, so basically there, you have to it. wear your face coverings and when you're well, in you're like... you're supposed to sneak the popcorn under your... No, you wear your face coverings, um, I was just asking them, in like the corridors and stuff. And then when you're inside, it's, apparently it's all socially distanced. So we'll see how it is, but and apparently you can eat popcorn. Oh, okay. So that was my main concern. Um, however, Wait, no, no, if we're no, not distanced... This is how podca- this is podcasting with a mask <laughs> Take the mask I wonder off. if it sounds different. No, it would sound I think terrible. it does. I think people sound different through a mask. I'm telling you it sounds different. I okay, oh, fine, okay. Um, but it provided Although, we're far enough away from other people, I'm 100% taking my mask off. Ironically, this feels 
feels appropriate for a Christopher Nolan movie where you can't hear any of the dialogue, and it, <laughs> it, apparently it's a huge issue in this. Are you serious? In this movie, um, do you remember? Do you remember when we saw The Dark Knight Rises? I remember, and we were like, Bane? "What the fuck is Bane saying?" <laughs> like, like, he's like, "Is it what Tom Hardy's talking to a sock?" Remember, the, we'd the, seen a preview. It's incomprehensible. Of it. When we went to see Mission Impossible in IMAX, we saw a preview of that movie in IMAX, like a five-minute trailer. Yeah, it was the op- no, it was no, it was the opening scene, and we were like, "Sorry, we're like what's he it, saying? Something's gone wrong with the film." But you know that was um, widely um, that preview was widely criticised for that and they actually fixed it for the they fixed that <laughs> section for the movie so it was a little better because they adjusted the volume and stuff <laughs> right Bane was Bane was doing masks before it was cool but even okay we have managed uh, to avoid all trailers for Tenet all reviews for Tenet and we know absolutely like basically each know about one line that we could say that we know about Tenet yeah. like De- we've deliberately so because that's very well. we like that's how we like to experience movies particularly sort of uh, twisty turny Christopher Nolan type things yeah. however I will say I think the internet as a whole of the last two weeks or so has been good I haven't actually seen any direct spoilers however <laughs> just the nature of like people referencing GIF. think gifs or memes relating to things or just um, yeah, we've little, got little in jokes and things I, I, and have have given away to me what elements of the uh, things I can expect in this movie one that can I just tell you I only know one thing and it's, it's let's not, not say a, anything because not a spoiler people might want people might, might be in the same boat as us and they're so listening someone, to this being like don't tell us anything someone David. hasn't gone to see Tenet in two weeks but is now listening to our review Though they want to remain completely spoiler free. All right, fine. Here's the warning to that person. Yeah. You can you can go this and watch Tenet and come back here now basic, if you don't even want to know the basic. Basic. Thing. Is what? That I what now is know it? that it's about time travel. Yeah. See, I didn't know that either. And yeah. then everyone's tweeting about like time inversion, and I'm just like, yeah. That's got my head running around but circles. But we can't like, complain that about mean? that. That's like someone calling James Bond a spy movie. Like. Yeah. There was also, and I'll reference it later. I saw a tweet from um, somebody which was. Um, Reference: If you like Tenet and you want more of that kind of thing, look at this movie. And I knew that movie and everything about that movie, so I was like, "Oh, so I'm getting that?" <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, look, "So let's put it out of our minds. Let's briefly discuss what we think about Christopher Nolan." Yeah, he's a bit of a director that we're kind of hot and cold on, or is that just me? No, I'm um, I'm mostly hot. Hot. cold. I'm hot for Nolan. <laughs> I'm mostly cold for Nolan. <laughs> I actually, he is very cold. He is a, as yeah, a director. He, that is a fair criticism. He's yeah. a cold, shallow. <laughs> he's not shallow. He's, no, not shallow. He's but he's a cold, grey, steel, hard, hardened director. Like there's no <laughs> colour no or crack. life or crack or emotion really no. in any of his movies. They're just like they're just these complicated. Uh, intricate puzzle boxes okay, that are messing out. with time. Let's uh, talk about them. Dunkirk, we've done a review on this podcast. So which we raved about. Yeah, you all can go really listen to Dunkirk the experience if you want. Of that. All the Batman movies I loathed and despised and found them utter misery. Um, Disagree, but... I really liked... Uh, I always forget the name of it. The Matthew McConaughey in space. One. Interstellar. Interstellar. really like that. Yeah. Um, that had a bit of emotion. What are the other ones? Yeah, oh, Interstellar did, so I take that yeah. back, actually. I wept a lot in Interstellar. Uh, what are the other ones? Memento? Uh, the Prestige was good. Oh, Memento the Prestige was, was good. good. Yeah, Memento uh, was good. There was that one he did with Al Pacino, Insomnia, a long time ago. Yeah, that's cutting his teeth early on. My main on. reason that when I think of Christopher Nolan and when I think I'm cold on him, it is just the Batman movies. Yeah. I found them 
just they were just way too. They're much overrated, for me. and and I think the, the the I think I really enjoy watching. But they co- were really good. They oh, were Inception! Just, Inception's amazing. Oh, Inception's the, amazing. Um, but but also they are good. I think I, uh, there's they're good not, movies. They're just uh, not for me. There's no bad. Uh, there's no movie of Christopher Nolan's made that I would think is a a bad movie. No. I, th- I really think they're all good, and I've enjoyed them all. However, I never really understood this sort of um, the sort of. Um, Jesus Christ saviour level worship that he receives from a lot of um, movie fans like he's he's exalted I, like to but the point where he is extremely talented it's just with the Batman movies and it's like the more recent Joker movie for me that's just not a tone I'm interested in no and it's and, just and t- lots of people love that sort of tone so and, and unfortunately it's it set the benchmark for a lot of pale imitations following it yeah um, but we better hoping- go in. We've forgotten how to do this podcast. This is the short <laughs> totally bit. Totally forgot. This, <laughs> this is the podcast. short bit, and um, now we're just wandering around outside. Thank you, everyone, cinema. though, who did actually continue to listen to us when the cinemas were closed, and we were, you know, dredging up some streaming stuff. For you <laughs> lady and the Tramp. Lady <laughs> <laughs> like that. Was Thanks like, to everyone who listened to the Lady and the <laughs> Tramp. I have to say that didn't have the most downloads. That one. Uh, <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening, though, and all your support. Yeah. And we had an amazing time in lockdown with our podcast because we actually got asked to go on the Empire Film Podcast, which was like yeah. a career high for us. That was really fun. Um, if you we, told my teenage self that, I would have. It would. It was incredible. Like for anyone who remembers, like back in the day, Empire ran a competition where you could you had to write a review of a film from 1999 and then it was like a competition what was it called it was like the Thunderdome or something it was the remember. Empire Thunderdome and then but the then winner got to, got to write you got to Empire. write for Empire like yeah. we both entered it and like didn't get no like never heard back because our stuff wasn't accepted fair enough and then we got to go on the Empire Film Podcast for hours we but now we're laugh. friends with him the first time we ever met Chris Hewitt as well I was I brought it up with him straight away <laughs> I said why didn't you Chris why didn't you select my Fight Club review from 1999 <laughs> um, but anyway so that was do you know what that was like almost worth a lockdown for that not quite <laughs> um, but now we're into the cinema okay what are you getting I'm getting the biggest popcorn you can get and I'm getting either a Sprite or a Diet Coke are you sure you want to get the biggest popcorn do you know, do you know the size of those like the biggest popcorn is like that would be like extra popcorn. extra large I always something. get the biggest popcorn do you know you're a medium no, gal no I'm not and I always you're a medium gal in <laughs> stature and a medium gal in popcorn I saw that they don't have pick and mix sadly which is you know fair enough bit germy you never get pick and mix no but I want to but now, now that it's not there you <laughs> want it is it I want those like marshmallow teeth oh yeah I'd love to be sticking my fingers in in that big old pool of fucking uh, no, chocolate fine. bunnies that everyone <laughs> you has you don't stick your finger and you use a scoop yeah. Like. oh yeah oh yeah if you yeah. use a scoop what's the problem oh because everyone's touching the not scoop not very hygienic like. right um, so we'll scoop. see our first socially distanced cinema if somebody coughs I'm going to run out screaming it could be bring your own scoop for the pick and mix bring your own scoop have I just if cracked the coughs, pick and mix thing have they got like do they you know the way the side they do emergency exits for like if there's a fire you go here <laughs> yeah if there's so many coughs evacuate <laughs> left <laughs> anyway we're not making light yeah. of it we're just no, hysterically sorry. excited we're, 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 we are hysterically excited okay um, yeah we are like it's like I, I feel like it's Christmas Eve I feel like it's I hope Christmas this movie's actually Eve, good now. Christmas day <laughs> our wedding day this is better than our wedding day oh god yeah um, better than any any of the things I just said alright okay <laughs> All right, no on. pressure on this movie whatsoever to okay. be good yeah. no don't worry alright <laughs> okay, bye. bye all I have for you is a word tenant it'll open the right doors some of the wrong ones too use it carefully Do
do what I do, I need some idea of the threat we face. As I understand it, we're trying to prevent World War Three. I'm not saying I'm again here. No. Something worse. I gather you have an interest in a certain Russian national. Why don't you bring me in? You really want to know? He can communicate with the future. Time travel? No. Inversion. Name it and pull the trigger. You're shooting the bullet. You're catching it. Oh. Well, I've seen too much. Well, we'll try and keep up. Right, we're out. We've seen a cinema movie at the cinema. <laughs> wow. We were like delirious in the cinema. Oh, God, it was like um, going in, I was like quivering with anticipation. <laughs> I was just like, you know what? oh, the ads. It was so like fair play to light the light cinema, who um, we always talk about because we really like them. It's a big space, which a lot of cinemas are because, you know, they have big screens, big areas. And it was all like one-way systems, like hand sanitizer everywhere. Everyone's wearing masks in like the common areas. And then when we got to our seats, there was like no one in front of us, behind us, next to us. It was like we were near anybody. And it's I quite think quiet. it was quiet. And I think genuinely going forward, like in coronavirus, um, well, a going theaters, forwards or going backwards, <laughs> theaters are going to be socially distanced, but. I think actually I won't be going to something probably on like opening night or even the first week. I, could, I, I was pleased that we waited a while and that it was quiet. Yeah. It made me feel very safe. Yeah, same. Um, so yeah, that was like awesome, and we were just like but the experience so excited was when we were, good, next, yeah. we were sitting in the center. So like, I suddenly like just for like a few hours kind of felt like the last six months hadn't happened, and it was yeah. just so nice. It was quite. Um, yeah, it was nice, and it was nice to watch a movie where people weren't social distancing. Like Robert Pattinson was so close to the um, oh to one character at yeah. one point. Who, do you know when he was getting a tour without any spoilers? I and I was like just like, well. "You're standing way too close to that dude." That weird. Um, but the, and, but then occasionally there'd be reminders, like when they all stick on masks on their faces, like like they are on the poster. And I'm like, "Oh yeah." Yes, <laughs> and it was. Um, um, it just made me like, like for all we were talking about Christopher Nolan before, um, in terms of him as a director. Like I think that like fair play to Christopher Nolan and to Warner Brothers because I think like a big film needed to come to the cinema to get people back because cinemas have been open like some of them opened a lot sooner and were just playing old movies some of them waited for Tenet and were waiting for Mulan which Disney's now pulled and they're putting on Disney Plus and yeah we'll talk about that later fair play to them it's like do you know what like he is a spectacle filmmaker it should be seen on a big screen it's drawing people back in countries where it's safe to do so and I'm just so pleased that they didn't just sit around reading for North America because like let's face it we'd be waiting a long time anyway it, it's very I mean, complex but I just think I'm so pleased we could that spend... they did it and like because we did some of them you know like Universal were releasing some of their movies at home which we were really pleased about like um, The Invisible Man and stuff but like I wouldn't have liked to see this movie on a small screen but conversely no. <laughs> I have to say that he... I realised while watching it that since we saw Parasite in March which we, by the way we were already three months too late in Parasite when we went to see that one <laughs> but we hadn't had a baby so we didn't excuse but I realised I haven't watched either even probably a half hour of a TV show never mind a movie 
since then without like stopping it a lot because you know when you when you're at home like we te- me and Dave are really bad we tend to pause it a lot and we get up and do stuff and sit down again which is this one is of the reasons movie. we like the cinema this is a movie I could have done with that's pausing that's what I was going to say I was like I was my like, brain I need I need you're just overloading me yeah. with information and, and I just needed to pause it and there were a few times where we did have to turn to each other and go, go huh? what the fuck is but happening but I can't even and watch like an episode of the Umbrella Academy <laughs> without pausing it right so I just felt like honest to god my brain was not up to this movie after six months of consuming TV and film the way we have I would have literally paused rewi- <laughs> rewinded that scene put on the subtitles and said now okay I think I got it now but, but it was like good. no that's over and now it's like oh next thing and there was so much to unpick so we'll get into the movie but I just felt like my brain was like catching up with the experience like so in one sense it felt like the six months hadn't happened it was so nice to just be with each other in the cinema yeah. on our own and like you did it wrong, by the way. Though you leveled a, you you were you were whispering me questions while they were talking, which is not how you do it. You wait <laughs> for the like, scene to end, like, and then there'll be a there'll be a cutaway shot of a fucking boat or a helicopter or something, and then you can ask the question. But Kathy's like, you by you asking questions while talking, we've probably missed a crucial bit of dialogue that's going to make it even more confusing. Um, anyway, will we talk about the film Tenet now? I'll start. Um, so I um, alright we won't first of all if, if you don't want to know anything about this movie you've probably already seen it um, yeah. but we won't, we won't we'll do the usual thing where we don't we, you know we will talk try and talk as generally as possible about our feelings uh, um, of this without going into specific spoilers and then if it's your first time listening to this podcast then we'll go to spoiler street and then we'll go in depth uh, on some stuff and I think we're going to have a lot of questions on that um, so for me I found uh, I thought this movie was singular. There, I've I've never seen anything like that before. No. Um, from a story level, from an execution level, um, it's incredibly unique um, and novel. Um, it's really interesting. Like the um, without saying what the sort of crux of the thing is, or the hook, or the format. Um, because I think that kind of is a spot. I'd like to keep. I think that's best kept under wraps. Yeah. But it's it's incredibly inventive, um, and then and then it sort of he he advances that idea in really interesting ways as the thing progresses. Um, but I found it a very confusing and difficult watch um, a lot of the time. Not just from the. You know, we we did allude to time travel at the beginning um, and the, the complexities of those mechanics. But we love but time also, travel, so we're used to having. Yeah, but even lots I was travel. I was quite a few times like I don't quite. I'm trying to wrap my head around it. But but not just that. I thought the plot itself, the spy elements of this, um, was incredibly confusing. The motivations of characters to me was was often confusing or are not conveyed very well. In my in my um, opinion. Uh, really the movie is a lot like Inception in that it is 98% um, uh, exposition delivered through dialogue as in here's what we're going to do here's the plan but but actually you can't do that because we XYZ uh, right and here's here's oh you double crossed me oh betrayed now I'm going to do this and here's what I was really going to do Um, it's all that's all there is like in terms and that's how he constructs screenplays so there's very little you get some also it's very like Inception in that you get this sort of um, sort of shoehorned emotional um, 
through line through the character Elizabeth Debicki, oh, the uh, the actress Elizabeth Debicki, who um, is kind of the emotional heart of this film, and is a really fine actress, I think. Um, but is really just playing the same character she did in that John the Night Manager. John yeah. The Night Manager is the exact I, I, there same was certain character. Moments where I was like, "Sorry, am I watching the Night Manager? It's or am I watching Tennis?" Same character in the same situation, played by the same actress, <laughs> except time travel. Um, so <laughs> it was like that was with, a bit felt like a bit lazy a, like, casting. A very famous like older British gentleman yeah exactly <laughs> was like, there were some so, weird similarities um, so that felt a bit um, a bit lazy but but the um, but but there's no there's no we said at the beginning there's no heart to this and as much as as cool as um, John David uh, Washington the the protagonist um, is uh, and he is cool and I enjoyed he's him he's cool I really like him there's kind of like um, <laughs> it's just like his character's just spouting off exposition as well and he gets to do some really cool stuff but I'm like I don't really get a sense of him as a person I don't get a sense of Robert Pattinson except um, he's like a, a, a ever so slightly charming and capable spy that's all they kind of are there's nothing there's no and they kind of do have a bit of camaraderie and occasionally the film kind of comes to life a little bit like with some sparky chemistry between the two of them but for the most part it just kind of actually felt lifeless I thought did you find this a bit like like they're, like everyone was just delivering exposition in a monotone way um, well like honestly like I don't know how I would have viewed this movie six months ago but like today watching it I was just like happy to be sitting at the table like I was literally <laughs> oh, yeah. just like I was just like I, I actually agree with everything you're saying but and I, I do find like interestingly like the whole cast as much as I like them all they are kind of a low energy cast yeah um, exactly but and I totally see your point on all the exposition except sorry and except on, Kenneth Branagh yeah who's doing the exact opposite and Kenneth Branagh now I'm sorry <laughs> he's, but he's a couple doing of episodes 190% a couple of episodes ago we watched Artemis Fowl which Kenneth Branagh directed and like no matter what he was doing on screen all I could think was you made Artemis Fowl <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you so I couldn't take him seriously right so uh, no I couldn't take Kenneth Branagh seriously I'm sorry like he's a good actor but I just kept thinking of Artemis Fowl um, but and I agree with you like the exposition is like you know extreme but like to the point where I just happily tuned out of it because I was just like I'm so happy to be in the cinema I was just like eating my popcorn you're just like Homer Simpson with my, the brain going and I was just like I was just so happy that I just didn't care and so I, I honestly can't say how I would have felt if I'd seen the movie six months ago but I just was like fuck it I'm along for the ride I I, I get that they're you know they're trying to get from A to B to C to D that like some of the mechanics have confused me and I I don't know what they're talking about <laughs> but like <laughs> I just was having fun with it and I was just really happy because we never get to be on our own anymore either so just for the two of us to be on our own I was really enjoying and yeah. like I so I like look don't even get me started like I think I'd need it to watch it like, five more times to follow it like I felt like I followed Inception a lot better than I followed this and Interstellar like I think this is yes. definitely the most complex thing so I've seen complex. from him and, and I think and I, and I don't think that's I think there are more sometimes more complex ideas to push forward but what Inception at the time in 2010 I remember getting levelled with similar criticisms like whoa I'm trying to wrap my head around that but if you ask me Inception if no one asked you though was <laughs> oh fine well and that's been our podcast I'll just wait for somebody to ask me the question and I'll answer it Dave so, I'm asking you tell me um, well, well I'm glad you asked Cathy so let me tell you my answer so um, Inception for me is was very it's because it was 98% exposition because it's just Leonardo DiCaprio wandering around telling Juno uh, Ellen Page 
Exactly. She's, she was just the audience surrogate. So, so we didn't no, what's really. What's her name in Umbrella Academy? Be Volga. Van, Vanya. <laughs> Vanya. Vanya. Um, so, she, so, so she's just the audience surrogate where everything is explained to you in excruciating detail. But the ideas of that movie are as complex as they are. I felt like they were a, a little easier to wrap my head around and a, and a little clearer to understand. And the rules, I always think, thought the rules of that movie were very logically laid out and clear. There's, like, there's no room for um, um, interpretation there. And it's kind of the same here, except he's kind of just like fucking quadrupled down. But there's so much going on. on. Yeah, he's like, let's let's just do this again, but like more. But also, it's and like, I had, it's I was bold. having these, like... It's very bold. I was having these funny, like simultaneous thoughts that didn't quite work together where I'm sitting there like I'm so happy that he's released his movie and it's a big you know budget thing and we're all back in cinemas to talk about it and and then at the same time I'm thinking I think this would have been better as a TV show oh because my God. I, as moments about to go about to say this, this this is a ten part TV it series in a two and a half series. hour movie. Like, that's it's what I mean. Crammed in, so much cool stuff happening, yeah. right? And like we get to them on spoiler street because I don't want to spoil them. But like there was like three completely different things that happened in this movie, and I thought, oh my god, I just want to see a movie about that because then I could really a understand it and enjoy TV. it. No, I oh you, just, sorry, one, a it could movie. be a movie okay, right, or yeah, the yeah. whole thing could be a TV show because yeah. the world that he's built is like this incredible texture and. And and I love that that's There's all kind scope. of background to the plot. Yeah, and it's almost like that, like it was a little bit squandered on. Like I don't, I love the world he built, right? And I loved the cast. And forgot to say that, like it's so rare, like it's really rare for a big budget blockbuster to have a, a black lead. By the way, which this movie does have, um, which is brilliant. So I was like, like I'm losing my train of thought now, but. What was I TV about? series, movie, <laughs> I three ideas. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love. Sorry. I know what I was saying. I love the texture of the world, and I really enjoyed all the actors. But actually, the plot of the movie, like it's the too actual dense. story. No, no. But the the MacGuffin, the what does the character want to achieve? Yeah. I found quite dull and a bit all over the place and like I really admire Christopher Nolan as a writer and a director and I fair play to him because I don't know anyone else who could go even near writing this but for me the core story like the A to B what's the mystery you're trying to solve or what's the thing you're trying to get Yeah, just that bit was lacking it's a bit lacklustre so, like, I agree throughout the movie I, I genuinely kept asking myself but what's he trying to do the protagonist and interestingly he was calling himself the protagonist of his own story and I was like well mate your story is not that great like so basically <laughs> oh, I burn. didn't I loved the world he was in I loved him the actor I loved the people I really enjoyed like him and Robert Pattinson as he went it, and I really enjoyed him with Elizabeth um, Debicki but just his motivations to me were like a little bit lost and the movie did this thing where like it opened like many movies do on just this big huge action scene that I personally couldn't oh. follow and everyone in the action scenes wearing masks and I didn't know who I'm looking at and I didn't know what was going on and that was like maybe five or ten minutes long so already I wasn't with the character from the beginning because I was like huh? Yeah okay so I had like I, but this movie just caused like I can see how we could have infinite discussions about it and I'd love to just keep watching it because I feel like you could go back and just watch different scenes and like spot a million things I, you missed I, the first I, I want to watch and it again and that's where I was like I'd I really love do. to I actually for once would like to be at home pausing a movie while I watch this movie what? but I think it was good for our brains like we need to sit and be challenged for an extended period of time because like lockdown for us and for many people just frazzled our concentration because yeah. we're always you're at home you're like 
trying to work you're trying to maybe watch something you're trying to do housework you're trying to look after kids like you're not focusing on any tasks so for me even though I agree with you on the exposition long-winded way of saying I didn't mind it and I, I enjoyed the experience of it washing over me no I I, I, I I don't I'm not coming across as negative I think the I think as a whole I like I, I think it's really an incredible accomplishment and I really admire it fair play to but him I, didn't, like, like, I can't believe that he even like, it's incredible he, he that script, pulled like. that off and and I, and you, we haven't even begun to talk about like the visu- the the visual things we saw and the conflicting things that happened and how I that make even any sense of that at one point how I did you do that away. I looked and, away from the screen because I was like it's too much for me <laughs> <laughs> I can't understand and, um, what I'm looking at and the um, but, but, but I guess what I'm saying is I didn't feel anything I didn't really care I didn't emote about the characters and I didn't care about their motivations or understand them a lot of the time um, but I certainly had a good time looking at the screen because it was awesome and the ideas were incredible so I think that's kind of and we, have, we didn't well, mention we got spoiler street because we do we, have to go home and relieve our babysitter well we it just has to be said that like we played Russian roulette with our snacks and we got a packet of revels we went deep that's literally Russian roulette because you don't know what you're getting with a revel <laughs> and I got, and you got some coffee no but I got three oranges in a row they are. It was like the best moment of my life. The orange is down low in the pecking order for no, me on the Revel. Way high. When I got I, no, I like chocolate orange, but the like, Revel chocolate orange is not good. <laughs> I was like, this cements out. This is like the best night ever. Um, and then I had a coffee one, which I was less enthused by. But we have to take a break before we get to Spoiler Street because um, our babysitter just texted me. <laughs> she oh, needs to be up? relieved. No, no, she needs to be relieved. Oh, okay. Um, All right, we'll um, <laughs> come back on the couch because we're only five, uh, we're, we're two minutes away from yeah. the house. So we'll um, reconvene. So we'll come back, uh, short interlude, and we'll come back for Spoiler Street in a minute. Well, instantaneously for you. Or maybe in the past. Oh! <laughs> back we're indoors now we have relieved the babysitter because <laughs> you know it turns out when someone goes to tenant they're gone for a really long time and you kind of need to get home to yes, your own time house. in, in <laughs> um quick note actually because um i'm imagining that um during that slight um time jump that we just did mm-hmm. um i'm probably in the future going to insert um, some of the the score of the of the the music, but so interesting as, as a break, it has already happened for you guys. But I don't know what I'm going to put Ooh, in yet. Um, nice. So I, uh, this is the music of Tenet. <laughs> I thought it was awesome. Have you noticed that? Like when there's a very confusing, he must have been, he, but he must have been playing stuff backwards. Sometimes. Oh, I'm sure he was. It was awesome. Whatever. Was but have you noticed that when there's a really confusing scene and you're like, wait, what the hell's happening? He adds in that kind of like. Noise just to make it <laughs> just to scratch even. the uh, nails down the blackboard, even but more. I think it's also it's trying to like disorientate the viewer, yeah. So I think it certainly works because I felt very disorientated and I didn't like the sound of it, but I felt I it thought, was effective. I thought it was cool. I thought the um and the action scenes, the the, the um audio in our cinema was just up to top, like my seat was vibrating from the boom, 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 and there was kind of a synth vibe to it as well. I loved it. I was thinking it's, that it's is not this- um Hans Zimmer. Who does all of Christopher Nolan's Ooh. movies? Because he apparently he was working on, uh, he's committed to Dune, 
which I'm so excited for. Um, but was this movie was supposed to be an IMAX? Like, this was an IMAX movie, was it? It has been released in IMAX. Right, okay. Um, um, in the States, anyway. But anyway, so that just to remind everyone, we're on Spoiler Street now, so there's going to be spoilers. Yes. For Tenet. So full spoilers for Tenet. Um, so you have been warned, now you have the chance to take out your headphones. But before we get to spoilers of Tenet... We should shout out to some of our Patreons. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, so our Patreon has been going strong this whole time. Thankfully, um, that didn't rely on the cinema. <laughs> yeah, our uh, Patreon's so had a lot more a, action. <laughs> still been doing that. Um, for, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, we have a, um, a Patreon page uh, which contains an exclusive members-only bonus podcast feed where we uh, watch old films and TV shows and talk about them. Not and they're just, all voted on by you, the listeners. Old films, but both new and old TV shows. Yes, <laughs> true. Thanks for that. Thanks for screeching this thing to a halt for that <laughs> distinction. Um, but um, yeah, so if you if you would like to um, check that out, it's thecinemile.com forward. No, it's patreon.com <laughs> forward slash thecinemile, um, and you can subscribe for the the rate of uh, two or three dollars a month to get complete access instantly to all those episodes which is like 50 plus at this stage mm-hmm. um, so a huge thank you to some people who recently did that including uh, Stephen Larkin thank you Kai Williams thank you Kai uh, John O'Callaghan thank you John uh, Lee Beckett uh, thank you Lee uh, to Tom H Martin Grooms uh, and Rick Crossley and David Benny Ahaya I'm butchering it, David. I'm so sorry. David, David Ben Yahya, maybe. Uh, thank you to all of you uh, for for uh, joining and uh, many more names to, to mention thank in, you so in future much. episodes. I thought you were going to say Rick Astley. Uh, never yes, says here, Rick, Rick Astley. He's never going to give up his <laughs> Patreon subscription. <laughs> this is in my life, love. Rick, you are such a gem. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Um, all right. What do we, where do we start? I don't know what to say except tenet. like, from the very beginning, it was like, okay, there was this mission, right, that in the Russian opera house, fine, whatever it was, that went wrong. So he's in the CIA at that he stage. Takes his is he? Just is he in the normal CIA? I think so. Takes a suicide pill, wakes up, you're already dead. Sorry. Blah, 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 blah. Quick, quick. <laughs> <laughs> and at this point, oh, that's, exact, like, that's exact dialogue, I think. <laughs> what was it? The dialogue in this movie was, blah, 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 blah. And I was like this, never gonna give you up, never gonna let you down. Can I say, I, something really... And we, well, we fought over the bag of something rebels. Something really bothered me, like, instantly with that suicide pill thing right because if the whole thing had been a test right to see would he take the suicide pill then why did they not just let him take the suicide pill when he was first trying to take it and instead took that off him waved it in front of his face said you're not taking this buddy and then (laughs) and the other guy who was presumably in on it had to like take it out from behind his back and say quick get this and then he and so they were assuming he'd like jump forward on his seat and bite down on it the whole thing wasn't a test the whole thing was a test wasn't no, it no it was just that that's what the guy said no he no said, it's a test you're not see, dead blah 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 it's, it's a test to a see test. if you take the suicide pill but the mission wasn't a test like but I thought that bit when he'd been kidnapped was the test afterwards no I think it's just the fact that he took the pill was the test anyway 
with Dave were being bogged down in the first five minutes of this movie that doesn't matter <laughs> okay yeah, really but anyway doesn't. then the guy he's like you're blah 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 now you God, need give to, me the whole film now man. you need to go to Tenet and then next minute now you need to go to Tenet but now next minute the guy what's the main guy called I can't even remember his name he didn't have a name ah okay he's just credited he's as the, protag. the protagonist but so basically he is like just goes off then with the seemingly infinite budget around the world doing all this stuff and I'm like but Who's he working for, and and what's he's his mission? Working for himself, Kathy. Well, we yeah, but but what was his mission? Which, by the way, is was so obvious from the beginning. I didn't think that. But oh. what was his mission? His mission. Like, his what mission, was his goal for the his movie? His mission was to tenet. His mission to tenet his way through the movie. Yeah, she's like, I don't understand. No, but that's the point. He didn't understand either. He's just going he from pillar to post, like yeah. But he was being led by himself in the future. Because Kathy, it's a t- look. Let me explain it to you. It's a t- it's a temporal pincer movement. The temporal pincer movement. When that was happening, and we I were didn't watching understand it, that was that the briefing thing. I was like, I, I want to see a movie just about temporal pincer movements because <laughs> this seems really interesting. Everyone seems to know what they're doing with stopwatches. Like, <laughs> Everyone seems to know what's going on in the chalkboard. That we and we were just like, huh? the guy. So Aaron Taylor Johnson's up there, right? So right. First Red of all, team. I spent half that briefing going, "Who is that guy? Who is that guy?" And I was like, yeah, and "He's then you're married like, to oh, Sam no, Taylor." The, the whole bring <laughs> do you think I was like I just read to Dave and went no where boy it's the guy from no in the boy. middle and I'm like shut up he's talking about blue team and now I don't know what blue team are doing but how do they know like, for the whole time that they're on the mission which is like 10 minutes long oh it's 4.48 at this time now this thing is supposed to happen like, I didn't I couldn't I, look the idea is that you've got one team going forward and one team going yeah, back, right? Huh? And and but one one of the teams is supposed to be able to inform the other one because they've just come from the future. But that didn't seem to be happening. Um, anyway, but Dave, the whole time Aaron temporal. Taylor Johnson's up there on this chalkboard, and I was just <laughs> r- reminded of the time I tried to explain um, the the time thing in Avengers Endgame, and then. Um, uh, you were completely confused by it but it was um, because it was I wasn't explaining it well but it was like that and I was just like and he was like red team are coming in here and he goes so fast and he's like drawing things and he's like and then when he got to the point where and then the splinter group with the black team are going to come down here and the red team are going to deliberately fail but then he goes the whole fail. point of our mission is to fail so I was like so yeah. then why are you doing it and I'm like <laughs> because, not do because your the mission. splinter team can't know where the thing is because then everyone would know right. in the We're future or something but yeah temporary. but anyway and then he goes at the end he goes any questions and and, no, and I was like yes I have so many questions somebody put up your hand please I don't understand someone did put up their hand and he goes that's a need to know and you don't need to know, <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> <laughs> with his weird Aussie accent which I didn't get at all took me I was so happy I recognised that was an him. Aussie accent he was putting on an Aussie accent it was an, Eng- as an English accent it was an Aussie accent no it was an English and it took me so long to recognise him because he's like 20 times more a, muscular than the last was, time I saw him it was like a, a hard as nails uh, SAS kind it of it was 100% thing. an Aussie accent anyway no, disagree I don't know what we're talking about I don't know how to talk about the plot of this movie um, other than that yes the night manager was clearly a heavy influence um, okay things things that the big twists we mostly called like him fighting in a, an un, um, an unrecognizable yeah. reverse guy with a mask on. We, we turned both, to we each both other. Went, That's him. That's him. Especially yeah. when you get the very obvious nod where Robert Pattinson sees him without the mask, and then we don't. Yeah. And then he says, "No, don't shoot him." Um, what what I didn't where... get was that what I really liked is that the two people 
who came who emerged with the same person, one going forward and one going backwards. Yeah, I didn't get that. That was really I clever. Was I love that. Be... I thought the whole time styles thing. But even that was whole so thing, clever. right? It was like so cool. They're like, we're going to do a heist on this like giant safe airport yeah. thing. And I was like, yes. And it reminded me of like a Mission Impossible movie when they always go through in like really good detail of yeah, they how they're to... going to do the heist but while sorry, they're doing it. Not... But then they didn't. But then it just got too confusing. And then I and and again I was like wait what's the end goal like I couldn't quite remember are they just trying to break in to like get this painting that was forged or are they no they were trying to get in because they suspected that there was something at the centre with a question mark that your man had but they just rushed through all that it was all rushed so then when you're watching it you're like this is class but because it's not like Mission Impossible where I know like exactly why Tom Cruise is going in there to do something and he's explained it really clearly in a very cool way this was like all the exposition so I didn't know their goal then all the shit that was happening the visual stuff which was awesome was going really quickly and then they kind of just left the airport hangar and then they're on to the next scene and I was like wait what? It's happened? interesting you mention Mission Impossible here at this juncture though because the, the, it's a fair comparison because they book, they contain, they both contain those kind of scenes mm-hmm. where there's the thing and we have to get and we have to break in and we're all going to work together and it's a teamwork thing and Tenet and has Tom Cruise running backwards <laughs> love to see that Um, and they both both spy things um, and and whatever but for me looking back now at Mission Impossible Fallout that's just a far better action movie and it also has a stupid pointless nonsensical plot about nuclear weapons but it's more fun and enjoyable as an action movie overall but I don't think I think I think they're not really I think you can compare those scenes because they beg the comparison but I don't think you can compare No, they're very different. They're not. And, and, and look, Mission they, Impossible is a light-hearted action spy thriller. I don't know what the fuck Tenet is. All I'm saying, fine, you can't really compare these two things. All I'm saying is, for my money, I would probably watch Mission Impossible Fallout a hundred more times than I'd watch. I'd, I'll watch Tenet again to try and get my head around it and curiosity. Tenet is like... But I'm like... Tenet's like if you're trying to learn like a really difficult piece of classical music that you have to keep practicing over and over again. Whereas <laughs> yeah, Mission Impossible good. is like you're learning a song that is three chords and you can be delighted with yourself after you <laughs> and, get the and three you, chords. And you plan to play it in front of a, a small audience. Yeah, and you're like, oh, listen yeah. to what I learned in the guitar. I'm great. Or listen to this uh, incredible piece of classical music that I can't I will play. say, so the big the big finale bit, right? Which, the, this huge battle with like half, which is so ambitious. It was too. It didn't work though because then I was thinking of Dunkirk, which did that way better because that was the whole movie. So again, I was like, but I found that I found that idea. It's this is my thing with the whole film. I found the idea of that battle so awesome and fascinating that half the troops are going forward in time and the other half are going backwards. Christopher Nolan is a genius. Like that's so so cool. That's I've never seen anything like that. That's this concept is and you never will because it went too quickly to take any of it in. So that's awesome. But it's the same problem I have with the whole movie. I'm looking at that and saying that's an incredible idea. Look what's happening. And then pretty much the whole battle I was like I don't understand yeah. what's happening I don't all understand all masks on I, ha- I don't know who I'm looking no, at and I, and I had a sense that Robert Pattinson was doing important shit at one stage but I was like I can't understand what he's but trying to achieve but I couldn't tell who was who where he's going well he, the blue and red thing was clever because that made that was actually quite a clever visual oh indicator oh my god I never noticed that just because you were staring at Aaron Tyler Johnson like <laughs> who's he married to while he's explaining very clearly that red team are going forward in time and blue team are going backward in time 
You, are you kidding me? You didn't have that core no, bit of information, I right? Okay. I, I genuinely had no idea what I was watching. <laughs> I was like, I don't understand. But, bits, but I'm just so happy to be here. There were bits. So it was like, and that's then a, I finished the revels. That was an awesome thing, an awesome like idea, and it was brought to life with just huge, like you know, Christopher Nolan does big budget but stuff. But that and, like, in itself is what I was saying is another thing that just should have been its own movie because it was just too good. It was almost like wasted. There was too much happening. Yeah. There was only one bit that because then you're cutting the whole time to the yacht and you won with her husband that, which which actually made uh, undercut the whole thing I found that jarring yeah it was jumping really back jarring. and forth going from this huge like complex battle to this intimate sort of moment however it also does make sense because they are interlinked like oh the, it made sense motive, it was just... like she had to stop him from killing I like that actually she had to stop him from killing himself um, when they had to stop the thing from being buried because but she never changed what happened because she she was the woman she had seen jump off the boat yeah you so, called that that was good by the way people must think we're so annoying in the cinema that we kept talking when I say there was no one for like and we were whispering was nobody near us we were whispering us. Like, um, it was we incredibly to each we were we were not just social we weren't two metres apart from people we were like ten metres apart from and people. we weren't talking the whole time there were just occasional comments from Cathy during dialogue from people <laughs> very important dialogue but I honestly I can't even like there was a I'm trying to think of things to talk about when Michael Caine showed up I kind of rolled my eyes at the whole Sir Michael thing what was that? Was that it a, just felt a bit tongue in cheek was that a reference? I, I didn't know. get it and I was like oh of course Michael Caine's in this and not that I don't like Michael Caine but sometimes with Christopher Nolan you feel like he always feels the same people out so I had been really pleased that in this movie it was different people than what he usually does yeah it's kind um, of a, pretty much a brand new cast yeah so I had been pleased and the cast are all good we've said that yeah the cast are all the, good the um uh yeah I d- oh and I really liked that there was like an older Indian woman was kind of like the arms dealer not that I approve of arms dealing yeah. but that, that was dude, a that guy with the, uh, the other guy who showed up for the plane heist was the guy from yesterday right don't know him um, I think he was the lead in yesterday I forget the actor's name but the um, I loved that like watching that plane crash into that building and you just know that Christopher Nolan like actually just bought a plane yeah, that and crashed real. it through a lot of cars and I'm like this that looked awesome and that, that was the bit for me where I was like this is cool big cinema now that was really cool when like you're actually like you know back in the day that's what people used to do this is not CGI and I loved the film really lifted for me at the bit where we um the protagonist goes through his first time style and you see him you see this the 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 whole idea there's so many amazing ideas in this like the the red and blue rooms the past is on the other side of the room that was incredible because we were like what is happening it's like it and then, and then you watch it from Kenneth Branagh's perspective as he goes in and does the things we just saw him yeah do. that was, was amazing like, that was a wow. scene where I was like I I can't hear what they're saying but I'm not supposed to be able to hear what they're saying and I don't know what's happening but I'm I know I'm not supposed to know what's happening so I'm very comfortable watching scenes where I know we're not supposed to be able to understand yeah. them so I really enjoyed that scene but in the um, battle scene I felt like we were supposed to be able to follow yeah, it better I than had, we were I had very little sense of um, t- place or um, uh, motivation into or time in, in the battle scene I didn't really understand what was happening they I was kept, just waiting for it to they end they kept glancing at their watches which I felt was significant but That's the, what I the information wasn't being conveyed how do they know what time things are supposed to be happening at and like I felt like I just was, I was like really watching that whole battle scene and like I do often with battle scenes of like okay can we just get to the end already because I appreciate there's going to be a big fucking climactic something or other and he's going to stop um, your man who's collected his eight horcruxes and needs them all before he can end the world yeah 
So basically That was a bit random There was like uh, When she said There are nine things He has to collect I was like Oh my god How long is this movie Going to be Yeah and then I thought they were Going to do nine more things And it didn't quite Make sense as motivation Now I appreciate Like obviously He's a horrible Abusive character And I know The language he used To his wife Of like If, if I can't have you No one can have you I, I know that's real language He was horrible and and I and I have to say as a side note as well, I found their plot very distressing, and I hate when like domestic abuse plots are kind of used as like a tool in a movie to like she was a domestic abuse victim, but it was actually just made as like a plot point for him to be a baddie, and I just I felt like it was a bit unnecessary, but well, I it was her driving motivation kind of to escape that, and for her son to escape it. I know, I just and it actually it did a bit like it actually did create, yeah, it created, created some, dramatic tension and it created um, a motivation. One of the only motivations in the movie where you're like, um, emo- like I did want her to escape that situation. I and, wanted her to and escape for her to kill him. So like, I didn't that kind of worked, but it's it's a bit pat, isn't I it? I didn't like, it's buy a, it any of it enough, and it was the, it was just. It felt like something I, that part of the plot felt like something I've seen too often and I yeah, felt because like, we saw it in the night manager yeah, I just felt like that could have been more um, invent as inventive as the rest of the movie was I felt like their relationship stuff could have been more, a bit more interesting but like and then at the very end she goes oh well fuck it I don't care I don't care um, I'm not going to wait for the signal I'm just going to kill him uh, lady you could be potentially ending killing the everyone in the whole civilization, world yeah. just so that she could be like I didn't want him to think he'd won so sorry are you our sympathetic character because I now dislike you because you basically said like oh sod it if everyone dies including me and my son I don't, it doesn't matter I really like the thing where she was given the mobile phone and she could phone up and leave a little note and that's how he saved her from being killed Oh, I didn't get that at all. Uh, well, explain that to me. He gave me. her a little black mobile phone and he said, if ever you think you're in danger, just ring and leave a voice note. Yeah. And she stood outside. She goes, Camberley Place, three o'clock. Actually, it's probably nothing. She hung her phone up. But then, because him in oh, the future got that message. Oh, I get it. Right, he was okay. there and yeah, that's yeah. why he killed that woman. How yeah, did you I not did, get that? I didn't pick that up. Oh, it was one of the easiest things in the movie to pick up. Yeah. <laughs> at that point, your brain was so frightened. <laughs> it's so hard. So to... I really liked the ending and I liked the hint at him and Robert Pattinson's bromance. And then I thought, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we got another movie where we went back to how they met? And like, yeah. and that's where I thought of like a spin-off TV series because I, I feel like there's so much to be mined from that. Like, it's an awful shame now for that just to kind of be the end of it. But who recruited you? Who recruited you? You did. It's yeah. just so fucking obvious. I didn't think so. I don't know. But I like, it, so anyway, I'd actually like to see more from this world like, and I'm sure we won't get it. Uh, maybe. I mean, he doesn't. he does do sequels. But only at expense to, or, or only with massive franchises. It seems. Tenet two. <laughs> I wa- I watch. I'm with you. I'd watch more things yeah. in this with this setting. For sure. Um, it's it's really awesome and clever. It's just like I'm just so happy we went to the cinema and like that we're just doing our normal podcast again and we've not just like watched something on Netflix and walked around the block. So yeah, <laughs> it felt like a real event. I really I really enjoyed the whole experience. Yeah. I'm and it was massively really glad well. I, I went and watched it. Yeah. Um, I'm glad it was long. Like I wanted my, I think I wanted to be there. For yeah, as we long got as our possible. our money's worth. Yeah. So um, thank you everyone right. for listening. Let us know what you thought about Tenet because I know it's getting some mixed reviews. Oh, I'm imagine our um, tw- our Twitter is going to be absolutely inundated with people trying to explain the thing that we we clearly can't wrap our heads around. Like if if I was listening to this podcast and un- understood it, I'd be screaming into my. Um, but earphones. people hopefully won't be doing spoilers on Twitter though. I don't know what the 
What's the time period for spoilers? Because I know it had a limited run in North know. America, so like DM us if you've got if you've got a, if you want to just absolutely like explain it to us like we're five. It's uh, fascinating do, though, like but this do new it model privately in our DMs. This new model of like films because it's always been so dependent on North America, like film re- releases, and that just can't be the case as long as you know the current situation is over there. Apparently, it did come out in IMAX in the states, but it's not had a wide release. Weekend. Like, no. and I can see, and I know that like they worry about piracy and stuff, but I just it's not the kind of movie people want to pirate. I really don't think so. Well, would we, not we can't. Watch this we, don't on have, a small screen. we don't have time to talk about it now. But the um, this the um, pandemic has had a, naturally an enormous impact on um, every almost every aspect of life mm-hmm. but looking at how it's affected the um the world of cinema and movie productions and release things is it's quite uh all, it's a huge shift mm-hmm. it's and we don't know where it's going to go like movies are shifting anyway with netflix and this has just accelerated all this and i do think it's a bit dangerous as much as we said we you know this for us the story of this movie tenet would have made more sense as a 10 part series and TV gives things room to breathe. Fundamentally, Christopher Nolan is all about exactly. cinema and big spectacle and, and big screens and film. You know, he shoots on film. Yeah. He is somebody who really respects um, yeah. and has reverence for the experience of cinema and creates event cinema. Exactly. And, and I'm pleased, like, I don't get me wrong. I don't wish it was like my brain was split on that in a tenet way, but like, I'm glad it was a movie. Yeah, I'm glad we watched it in the way we did. Yeah. But if I'd had... If I, if it could have been a ten part movie in IMAX, I probably would go to all ten parts. Do you I know, just do you know that way? like he's putting his money where his mouth is. Like fair play to him, and um, he's hugely gone up in my estimation because of how he's handled this and how he's really pushed for it to be a cinematic release. And aside from the fact that I think it's an absolutely brilliant work of art, the film because it's it's stupendous how how ambitious it was is incredible. Um. And did I think everything worked? Not quite, but I also don't think, as I said, my brain's up there because I'm just not in the game. <laughs> but also, it's kind of fine. Like, yeah, I know we've picked apart a few things, but as the whole, he swung for the fences massively. Yeah. The man has got, and he's built his career up to a point where he's been given this money by a studio who's just comfortable for him to just take chances yeah. and do whatever mad shit. And he most and he and he brought and he brings audiences. Um, so I'm like, and he invented a temporal pincer move. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so awesome. awesome. It is awesome. Um, so anyway, we better go because it's honestly, what time is it? It's yeah, yeah. now quarter past okay, midnight. We've banged on for a long, and we're going to be up in about two hours with the baby. But thank you everyone for listening. We hope you saw the movie. Um, if you didn't and you're not comfortable going to the cinema, totally respect that too. It like as I said, they didn't get to this bit then. Yeah, well, no, some people listen to spoilers anyway. But you know, and we made a choice to go to the cinema when we felt comfortable and safe to do so and we'll do it again and if you enjoyed the podcast and you enjoy listening to us we greatly appreciate it if you head over to wherever you listen to podcasts and just subscribe and rate us that would be awesome yeah recommend us to a friend and you can email us if you want to. maybe that's the best way actually to to um totally pick apart everything we've said and, yeah. and try and explain the thing with diagrams um the cinema the cinema at gmail.com yes um, or at the cinema on Facebook Twitter and Instagram um, yep. come say hi yeah and uh, we are glad to be back properly cinemiling yeah we just now yeah. need to figure out what our next movie is <laughs> yeah probably Bill and Ted or something like that maybe I don't know Bill and Ted now I don't you know doesn't matter that probably much probably will watch that at home <laughs> yeah, it's like, but no. will you still be giving Never them the money know. Bill um, and Ted you know could be really cinematic ah uh, 
Sorry. Made for the big screen. I don't think so. No. It's a bad sign when you've got a comedy trailer that doesn't have any jokes in it. That's a terrible sign. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, is that about time travel as well? Yes. Two uh, for two we could have. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Anyway, thank you everyone. All right. Good night. Good, good night. Good luck. Good night and good luck. Yeah. Bye everyone. Bye. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. What do you do when no one else is watching? What do you do that makes you happy for no reason at all? What are you obsessed with? I'm Leslie Arfin, and I'm a writer, but I'm also a dancer, a painter, a vapor, a dollhouse enthusiast, and basically just an overall hobbyist. My podcast, Filling the Void, is all about what other people are fanatically into. We talk about hobbies, even if you don't have one. Listen to Filling the Void on Tuesdays on the Erios Network. And subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.